back, everyone, to another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. I am Vicki Guerrero, your host, and I just want to say thank you for this past weekend at WrestleCon. All of you are just amazing, and how much y'all are supporting me on my podcast. Thank you for discussing the guests, the content, how much you guys are following me. I love what I do each and every day, and I just want to thank each and every one of you who come up and just give me some appreciation and love and support because without you guys, without my fans, I cannot do this. So thank you so much. All right, everyone. This week, I have an incredible, talented human being who works with Farouk, the Chi Hair Systems. He is a hairstylist to the celebrities. He works on QVC. Um, He's everywhere. And he was a recent guest on the AEW Heels meeting. And he was such a fun guest. I loved his energy. And he's a big wrestling fan. So everyone sit back, grab a beverage, grab a snack, and listen to the talented Bradley Tugel. Excuse me! Hey, everyone. This is Vicky Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me podcast. And guys, I have an incredible guest for you this week. I met him during an AEW Heels meeting, and he just impressed me with his energy, his his smile, his just just what he does in life. Everyone, please welcome Bradley Tugel, the celebrity for the, the the hairstylist for the celebrities. He knows everyone. He is a big fan of wrestling. Bradley, welcome to the show. Vicky, thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. I followed you. I followed your husband. Like, like I'm a fan. Like, like, like this is so cool. And not only that, like I'm a hairdresser. I got to hang out with you guys at the Hills event. Like it was so cool just to be around that whole vibe, the whole environment. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel right at home right here at AEW. Yeah, you know, the AW Hills is a, a woman-only community, and you don't believe the chat room that was saying, oh my gosh, he's so cute, he's so handsome, I'm like, I'm going to have him on my show, and I'll show Perfect. them who they know. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's that's what was so cool when uh, ever they first hit me up, I was like, hold on a second, you're talking about AEW? Like, because I'm I, like, I don't dabble in wrestling the way I used to back in the day. I was like, AEW, AEW? I was like, oh, you can count me in on that. I'm all in on that. You know, I didn't realize what a big wrestling fan you were, but we're going to touch on that uh, just from some recent events that happened recently this week. But you are a hairstylist for the celebrities. Like, um, I was doing a lot of research, and oh my gosh, your accolades are so impressive, Bradley. I mean, you are a hairstylist from Michael Ray, who's from CMT. Like, I love Michael's songs. Best. I mean, are you a country guy? Is that is that your genre? Uh, not, not, not really. I, I, like, I'm kind of a '90s R&B rap guy. Like, I was kind of always into that, and it was weird because I was I was here at work one day, and somebody had hit me up that was. Uh, Michael Ray's agent and he was like hey you ever heard of Michael Ray I was like not not really <laughs> went to the concert here in, it was in Winston-Salem cut his hair and me and him just hit it off immediately like super cool guy and he's a wrestling guy like he's really? a wrestling guy. yes and um I cut his hair we hit it off immediately and I saw him on stage I was like wow this guy's really uh 
Like I, like I pay a lot of attention in you guys' industry. I like the people. I, I love the charisma, the charisma, the energy, the how people react with the crowd, you know, even in my, my field. Like that, I, I, I always take a, a good notice to that. And like he had that. I was like, this guy's got the it factor. Like he's amazing. And it's cool. When he got married, which he got divorced pretty quick, but when he got married, I sent him a um, – I got the uh, WCW, the NWA, the big gold belt. Yeah. Put his wedding date, his name, everything on it. And I sent it to him. He was like, bro, that's the best wedding gift I got, period. <laughs> and it was on CMT too. Like they put it on CMT. He's like, my buddy Bradley got me this belt. This is my favorite wedding gift. Oh so my cool. gosh. So, um, you know, I, I looked on, well, okay, I was snooping on your Instagram and I saw you backstage with some of the, the country stars. Who else have you cut hair for that's, it's pretty cool that you could put on your bucket list. Well, that that tour I did with Michael, and Michael's the one that brought me on, so I give him all the props. I did a Doug Stone, which Doug Stone did a lot of 90s country music when Garth Brooks was popular. I cut his hair, and then uh, Jimmy Allen was on that tour. So all Jimmy. Of, uh, Jimmy Allen was super cool. Like, Jimmy Allen was actually opening for Michael at that CMT tour. And now look at Jimmy Allen. Like, he's just like, ballooned up into like to the top level that was another thing like i was saying with charisma there was something about him that i watched before and i was like this this guy's this guy's got that it fact like like yeah. he's gonna be a star like he just <laughs> had it the way he walked his charisma about him his demeanor when he walked out i was like this guy's gonna be a star no doubt now now let's just be frank a little bit bradley do you, did you get a little nervous because you're cutting hair for someone's getting ready to go on stage in front of their thousands of fans was there a little bit of nervousness in you no I don't, I, I, like I, I really I really don't get that anymore like when I first started doing hair shows I would get nervous when I did QVC I would get a little nervous but when it comes to doing someone's hair I feel like I'm like experienced enough to know what's going to suit their face structure their eyes you know I, and I'm more into women's hair honestly I don't even like cutting guys hair that much I'm good <laughs> at it but I don't really like cutting guys' hair. I like I, I've always thought women's conversations are so much better. You guys have so much more stuff going on in your life, and it's just a better environment to be in. But like, okay. like I, said, I mean, I can't I can't speak highly. I mean, I can't say enough about Michael Ray. Michael Ray is just he's a good dude. He's a down home good good old Florida boy. Me and him kicked it off immediately. I was like, this guy's. And he's taking good care of me too. He's like, dude, come out anytime you want to come. I, I went on his tour bus two or three times. I slept in that, slept in that bus like that, like I was in a coffin. That was pretty. <laughs> it was a good experience. I'm all about experiences. I remember seeing Michael uh, Ray when he first was coming out. I think he was headlining like he was like number three of like a big star. We were at the NFR in Las Vegas, and yeah, I had a little drink. I had, drinking a little bit too much but I remember Michael Ray because he had a lot of jewelry and just kind of like the edgy country singer and it was pretty cool because now he's just he's his own person and he's headlining his own tours and it's just really cool to see how people have you know built their careers when you see 100%, them when they just I, love start. I love I love seeing people be successful so Bradley let's talk about your success because yeah. I am quite impressed by you you're the owner of your own salon which is James James Bradley salon and yes. that's in North Carolina and you are also a brand manager or you were for QVC and HSN and it's for the Farouk systems which make the cheap products correct yes, yes. 
Omaha okay. Salon in Greensboro. But yeah, Farouk Systems makes Chi and BioSilk, which everyone's heard of Chi and BioSilk. So, so that um, the company has been all over. We sponsored Miss USA, Miss Universe, all the pageants. We do everything. Like we're we're a international company in over sixty some countries. Like like it's 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 big. Like it's a big. Everybody's heard of the Chi Iron. Like we revolutionized the flat iron, and the owner is like the coolest guy ever. Like he's just a good guy. Like at the end of the day. And I think about I think about a lot of times like in like I watch a lot of wrestling interviews. I love the behind the scenes <laughs> stories. And I think about when they when people would talk about um, Eric Bischoff and say at the end of the day he was just a guy. He's just a guy's guy. That's how I look at Farouk, who's just a guy's guy. Well, and how did you get involved with such a big company? I mean, what what was it that Farouk actually discovered me? Like I was on stage with uh, the Clipper Company wall, and I kept seeing this guy walk past. I was like. And I was up there just slinging hair around, like doing my thing. And, and we're like, going to talk a, about that. <laughs> I had a, I, I was on a small stage, but I had a lot of people around me and it was at a convention. And I kept, I was like, what does this guy keep walking past me for? This is like, he's somebody. I didn't know who he was. So I had a break and as I'm walking and I'm telling you, this is like God put his hand in this. I'm walking to the restroom. This guy comes up. Farouk starts speaking to me and talking to me about coming to his company. This guy comes up and he said, dude, that was the best show I've ever seen in my life. And Farouk was standing right there. And it was like, God put his hand on that. It was so weird. And it, and it, and honestly, that conversation changed my life. And that, that night Farouk told me, he said, Bradley, I want you to take a ride with me to the airport. So I was like, all right, cool. So I come downstairs with my suitcase and, uh, He's standing outside with a limousine. I was like, oh, oh, it's like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. So we go to the airport, Vicky, and we're hanging there. And he's got his girlfriend or he's got somebody with him. I don't even remember. But we go to the airport, sit down, and he orders me a shot of Jaeger. He takes a shot of Jaeger. Two other take a shot of Jaeger. And I'm not a big, like, Jaeger drinker. But I was like, Farouk's here, so let me go ahead and take the shot. And they were just cool. They were just cool guys and like he offered me a contract i was like i mean it was it was a nice contract so i was like okay i'm in so from then on i've been with him and just kind of growing my way up to up into companies and now i'm on uh do now i'm like the brand manager of qvc so i do a lot of stuff behind the scenes with qvc of getting cheap products on qvc for the um consumer so it's more the retail side of it and then i do hair shows also that's amazing. So how long have you been with Farouk? I mean, how many years is it 15 now? years now. 15, 15, 16 years. Yeah. Now, I know that you've changed your look because I was researching way back when you had like the long hair mm. and it was curly and it was almost like, you know, you think about the show like Shampoo or the movie, you know, yeah. where like the, you know, the, the sexy, you know, hairdressers, yeah. like, you know, taking care of all the women, like you yeah. changed quite a bit. Did you kind of have that kind of like click back then where it was like the, you know, because the guys were pretty impressive back then in the salons, you know, when shampoo came out. But you, but you know what, my, <laughs> I was, I was never, I was never that guy. Mom was always more, um, and of course it worked to my advantage where I was in hair school and all that, uh, you know, being a straight male in the female yeah. industry. But I was always, mom was always more like wrestling. It was <laughs> like, I, like, I was kind of like, I liked walking out looking like I was, a, uh, like I was a wrestler. It was <laughs> And that's what's so crazy is like so much of my career 
And it's so weird to say about hair, but so much of my career has been influenced by wrestling and things that have gone on in wrestling. And it's the strangest thing because I don't watch wrestling to watch. Of course, it, of course, I watch it to watch the, the matches and whatnot, but I watch the production value of wrestling. I watch the, I like, like, it's, you're a perfect example. When you come out and hit excuse me, that crowd reaction is different. <laughs> I, 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 but that's what I'm saying. I, I watch those type of things and I, I like bring that into my career and things like that. And I'm telling you, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without wrestling. Yeah. And that's funny you say that because when you were a guest on the AEW Heels, your energy, I mean, you were like, addressing different people that were on the zoom meeting and your, yeah. your energy was high and you were just like nonstop and you were just all over the place and I I was attracted to that because I'm like oh my gosh like that's what sells is just you drawing everyone into and you had your own show going on you know yeah. the way you you were curling the hair and and you know tussling with it and stuff I'm like he's got the it factor and, and, and that's huge. And that's something you really can't teach. And I've always felt that I was like, you, that's, that's something you can't teach either. You have that it fact or not. Like, like, it's just something that like, and I'm telling you a lot of it was, was from growing up as a wrestling fan and being into wrestling. Like I even did, I was doing stuff at one point in time where a guy around here called me. He's like, dude, you got to come in and like, just talk on the microphone for me and just piss the crowd off. He's like, I need a bad guy. So I rolled out to an independent wrestling federation and I would go out there and just talk trash. And I had the, uh, I was probably 60 people in there. I had them all booing me by the end of the night. I was like, this is, this is, this is hilarious. You're a natural heel now. But that, but that was the thing. And, that, and, and that was my whole thing. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to go out and have people cheer for me. I want them to boo me. I want them to <laughs> boo me. And he was like, dude, that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So it was cool. That's cool. Um, okay, now you were voted for new artist for 2013 and international artist for 2017. Was that through Farouk or was that independent of what your work was? No, that, it's through Chi. We do a conference every four years, which we haven't because of COVID and everything. But we do a conference in Cancun every four years. We bring in every distributor, every hairdresser, anybody that wants to come. We had Nelly at our conference one year. He was We've had Nelly, we had Flo Rider, we have we have all these big stars come in. Y'all know how to have fun. Oh yeah, that's the good thing about our company. We do have fun. We have a good time. Like those guys came in, and um, yeah, the, the first year I was there, we won new we won uh, new artist of the year, which was very cool because I didn't really expect it. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, I thought maybe I should get it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you don't really try to do too much. And then, then we won the international team of the year. And the international team of the year was really cool because that year we had went to Italy, Palestine, Mexico City, Canada. Like we did so many shows all the way over. And it was such an education just being in those countries. It was it, like... We don't understand how good we have it here in the U.S. after you, which, you know, you've been everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It, so was, it was a cool experience. How has COVID affected your industry? I mean, because, you know, for us, I mean, we, we were able to perform in that open air 
um, yeah. amphitheater. How was it? How was did your salons shut down, or with she? How did that affect y'all's industry? It shut. She it shut hair shows down completely. Like we just now this year, or in the last year, did two. And then now we're starting to pick back up and, you know, we just did the New York hair show with Chi, but the salon shut down for that, uh, that core amount of time, mm -hmm. but it was crazy. The funny thing about women, women is like, I think it's so funny is they're like, Bradley, I don't care what you have to do, open <laughs> that door, paint the window, uh, cover the windows up with newspaper. I'm coming in to get my roots colored. I said, well, and after like two, three weeks, when the bills started coming in, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to Because I mean, the bills were still coming in. They weren't really giving us a break, which I thought was weird. So what's, just, what's really interesting is that I know that you have your own salon and that you're working in the administration part of Chi and Farouk. Um, when you go to these hair shows, you say you just went to New York for the hair show for 2022. Are you interested in still being on the stage and cutting hair? Or are you more behind the scenes scouting people? Or what's your role whenever you go to a hair show? I'm I'm always on stage. I'm always on the stage part just because um, I sell. I mean, they want to sell products. They want to push the right products. And as long as you're selling, you're working. And like I get up there and like, you know, with us, we're competing with, you know, like in New York, we're competing with like, 70 other different companies that are in the Jacob Javits Center, right? Yeah. So depending on who all shows up, let's say they sell 30,000 tickets. What's going to draw those 30,000 people to your stage instead of going to another company's stage? And that's what I'm on stage doing is up there doing like more of the haircuts that are, you know, over the top, lots of texture, lots of movement to it, spray it up, put a little pomade in it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when it's done, they're like, wow, how did that guy just pull that off of that haircut? And it still looks amazing. Like, cause he was throwing hair all over the place. His scissors were like moving, like no other, like, I mean, it, and it's cool, but, and you get a good, you get a good response out of it. And every, and you know, people are attracted to Chi because of our high, high energy. Yeah. You know, and I, I put a video of you cutting hair as a promotion for you being on my show and you're standing up. And so is your client that stands up while you cut her hair. I was blown away because I don't think I would trust my hairdresser to have me stand up Not and try salon. and get the top of my hair. <laughs> Not in the salon. I would see, I would never do that in a hair salon. But but if you if you came to a hair show and it was energy and we come out to like like Molly Crew and we're up there jamming and throwing down in Limp Biscuit. Like it, it's, it's, it's cool. Like it's a vibe. It's an energy. I'm telling you, Vicky, like it's exactly in a parallel universe to what you guys do, except it's, it, and it really is it, like it, what works works. Like when you come out and you see the guys that are cranked and are hitting and the, and the crowd is filling in the energy and like, I've gotten up there before and haven't gotten the energy and gotten the vibe. And it feels like it takes two hours to get that show over with. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a parallel universe. It just, it's all off energy. It's all off that vibe and all off of like, you know, who's going to bring it, who's going to have the it factor, who's going to, you know, and I walk in the back too, and I'm like, <laughs> I know this is cocky and stuff, but I walk in the back and I'm like, Hey, follow that, follow <laughs> that baby. <laughs> and you know, they'll sometimes be like, oh, this guy's an asshole. I'm like, you know what, whatever, bring it. I'm, I'm here. We got to do what we got to do. You want my spot? You want my spot. I, and that's how it is. It's like, I know you want my spot, but the champ is here, baby. 
It's almost like wrestling, you know, if you screw up, someone else is going to pick up your place and like keep on walking. Right. And if you miss a couple of events in a row, there's always somebody there to, to, to get you. There's always somebody there to cut your throat. There's like, I don't even go to the bar and hang out because I, I'm I, like, like uh, you're at, you're at a level where like me and my buddy that I work with, like we go do these shows and like, I'm like, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going out because if anything happens, I don't want to be involved in it. And I don't want my name to be brought up because they w- we're at such a level that any mistake it will, I'm telling you, it's, 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 I know <laughs> you dog. Know. I know you know because they want that spot. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so impressive though that do you get to pick out your music? I mean, I'm like we have our own entrance music. Do you get to find that that music that or that yeah. song that's going to like just get you started? Yes, I mix everything and, and we'll sit in hotel rooms and that's what me and him do a lot when we're in hotels. People are like think we party and stuff, but we're not. We're like I actually behind the scenes computer geeks. We'll break our music down to segments to where it's okay, when we cut here let's switch to this. When we go to this segment, let's switch to this. So it's boom, 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 especially like our opening energy haircut. And then once that, bye, good to see you. And then once, then once that's done, you cut, the, you cut that out and then we start speaking and we go into our introduction. Hey, welcome to Farouk Systems. Welcome to New York City. I'm Bradley Tucker. This is Rocky Vitale. This is McKenzie. This is what we're going to share with you guys today. Our latest trends, our latest cuts, our latest techniques of why you are going to look better and feel better than you ever have in your life. So let's let's uh, explain to the audience because, you know, a wrestling show, we have like, say, AW has Wednesday nights and Friday nights. When you have your hair show, do you have your competition the same time as you, or is everything pretty much spread out to where you have the spotlight for like from two to four and then someone else comes on or Uh, how's that work? It's all the same. Everybody's there. You have a show schedule. Everybody's there in a convention center competing against each other. And we always draw to, I mean, that's the thing too. Like they put artists up for us of like artists that are like really wanted their break and their shot and like begged the company and proved to the company. Oh, I just want to do this. I want to do what they do. I want to do. And they get up there and they'll have like three people sitting in the chairs and it's empty. And the company's like, bye. Oh my I mean, you, God. Get, you get your shot, you get your opportunity. And I'm like, I mean, it's not as easy as you make it as we make it look. And it's, it's a tough gig because I, I've always been good about reading an audience where the guy I work with, he's, he's an amazing, like just finesse hairstylist. It's like a good tag team, right? Yeah. I don't even have to speak. He knows what I'm saying. I know what he's going to say when he's going to say it. It's just that chemistry that works good together. And he's more of a finesse guy. And I'm more of a like energy guy. So it, it meshes well. So when I feel the audience, when he's into like a beautiful pageant style, that's just off the charts. Amazing. Sometimes that gets boring. So I walk over to him and I whisper, <laughs> I was like, bro, quit doing this shit, man. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the bad thing is it's so it's so beautiful it's so beautiful we're probably three people in the audience care but the rest of them are ready to like crank it up and see us throw down they want to see that energy and i've always been good about reading that so i'll you know he'll he'll finish it up and we'll go into something else that that's so, i mean we have a basic format of what we're trying to do and we stick to that format but if it gets a little too much where i'm like and every city is different. Yeah. It's weird. Like the hardest city, period. I, and I wonder if you guys think that is, is 
impressing the fans in Philadelphia? Uh, it's always Philadelphia's the North hardcore, though. Really hard for us. Yeah. yeah. Like Philadelphia for us, like when we're doing a show, they just look at us like, yeah, so what? It's different. Oh. And Canada's kind of like that too, but like the rest of the cities are ready to throw down and have a good time. Philadelphia and Canada just kind of sit there. It's, it's, it's different. And we do share the same kind of fears because if your audience isn't with you or they could give a shit about what you're doing, you're pretty much like just pulling teeth, just trying to it's find something to, to, to get a rise out of them. It's awful. It's all. And, and the thing is, is like I said, that, that show that you're scheduled for, cause ours do our segments. That show for an hour, I mean, I look, I, I never look at my watch because you know when you're doing good at time, it's boom, yeah. it's gone. When it's tanking, you're like, oh my gosh, how much longer do I have of this shit? <laughs> oh, Bradley, what got you into hair? I mean, was it something you wanted to do since uh, when you were in school or was it, who was it that they got your interest to start cutting hair? My grandmother was a hairdresser and my brother's a hairdresser. And my grandmother's sister was a hairdresser. So it was kind of in the family. And like when we were little, my mother would drop us off at my grandmother's beauty shop. And that's just kind of where we grew up. And um, I actually remember specifically um, people, uh, my, my grandmother did hair so long. I remember she had a couple clients while I was there that passed away under the dryer. Ooh. <laughs> but their hair looked great though, right? <laughs> Hair looked great. And, and you know what's funny is she was so kind of like hardcore. She continued on and just continued on doing hair to the next client. Called the ambulance. The ambulance came, got the lady. And I've all, I also remember as a young child, like I specifically remember, like this is burning my brain. I remember her going to the morgue, taking me with her and doing hair at the morgue. Rolling it, old school shampoo set. Really? Just, yes. It was crazy. I, I still remember that like it was yesterday. So have you ever been asked to do that for, for a yes. client? Yes. And it was <laughs> one, of my, one of my clients passed away. I went and, she, and I always, she wore more of a flat iron look. So her family asked me, and I was like, I got to do this. I don't really want to do this at all. So I went and did it and ironed her hair and I was spraying it. So I was so freaked out. I called my mom, which my mom's passed away now, but I called my mom. And my mom rode with me. That's how freaked out. I mean, I'm like older. Like, I'm like, a, like, I'm like I didn't need my mom, but I did kind of. Yeah. So she rode with me and we did it. And like, I, I ironed her hair, did everything. And it was strange because, and this is, once again, with the wrestling in me, I start thinking about The Undertaker and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm it's bear. Just, <laughs> it's Paul Bear, right? Exactly. <laughs> Which Paul Bear was my favorite. But there was a girl in there, like, uh, the girl's hands were sitting on a on his thing and there was a girl in there doing her nails and she was like I love this job this is my this is the best job I could ever I was like wow I couldn't imagine anyone other than like Paul Bear dating you oh my <laughs> gosh that's yeah, kind I got out of there me and my mom had planned to go eat lunch and it was around noon and we were driving down the road not really talking I was like I'm not really that hungry your mom she's like no, I'm not. I don't want to eat either. So I took her back home and we just left. It was wild. <laughs> Bradley, what else do you do in your salon? Because you talked about my, you're, you're, we saw each other at the Revolution pay-per-view, yes. which was in Orlando. Um, and you're talking about my brows. When I went back to my room, I'm like, 
God, did my did my brows look awful? Like he pointed them out, but no, 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 no. He, they can't look that bad because that's just what he does. But then I was like looking at my brows. I'm like, holy shit! Like they probably look awful for him because <laughs> you're like. <laughs> I can make them look really good. I was like Whoa, so self-conscious that night. <laughs> oh God, I hate I did that to you. No, that, that's the thing. Like, like, like I just got into brows probably six months ago. So I've, t- I've taken a lot of courses and it's more about building the brows up and I'm really getting into it. Like, like if you have for so many years, like Pamela Anderson was a trend, right? It was a yeah. very skinny, thin brow, but now it's a thick, full brow. So I did this training where you go through and you put hair strokes, but it's more like a, a needling in ink hair stroke, like a tattoo, but not a tattoo. Yeah. So you can build the brow up and get your arch perfect and get up under here. Perfect. So when you look at it, it makes such a difference. Even the littlest bit, like my wife has very thick, full brows, but we touched hers up the other day. And I'm telling you, like I was sitting there at dinner the other night. I was like, damn your brows look good but it, and and it's not sometimes it depends on your brows if your brows look good they look good but you can always add a little bit to it and you don't want to make it perfect looking either you know put you know just go through with the strokes and fill them in and it's beautiful it's amazing so what's, that, what's that called when you when someone calls and asks for that service well right right now microblading is very popular right microblading brows is very popular this is nanoblading and nano, I kind of was more attracted to because it looks more like a hair, stro- an actual hair stroke. Oh, okay. So each stroke, it looks like you've just added in. So you don't do anything at all to your brows that you have now. You just build up your brows slightly here and there. And if you have little holes in it from where you put, ma- you know, because a lot of times ladies have to put makeup on it to yep. fill in holes. This fills in those holes and you walk out. And even if you're in a pool or anything like that, it still looks good. Is it permanent? It'll last two to three years. Oh my gosh. So you only go through, you only go through the first layer of skin. You're not going like a tattoo where it's like a couple layers of skin Lasts two to three years. And it's just, I'm telling like, I literally like, uh, one of the clients just left. I did hers the other day and she was like, I love it. This has changed my life. Cause she didn't have much brow at all. And it was very sporadic. I'm going to do mine. I'm going to do mine. I mean, I'm a guy, I'm still going to do mine, but it just fills in those holes like really nice and it's just a it's just a cool look and you don't really notice it until you look that's the good thing about it once you start looking you're like hey, i could use a little bit more here 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 and it just builds those brows up because that full brooke shield style brow is amazing like i met brooke shields at qvc and i remember talking to her and we were talking and i, I remember looking and i don't i, I totally got lost in conversation because I was staring at her brows, which That's- is strange because a lot of times I was always staring at ladies' hair, but like something about her brows and, and her eye color, I was like, she's beautiful. Oh, she's stunning. Just even probably It was that. weird. It was weird. And I've never felt that way talking to somebody. I was like, I'm struck by like the beauty of her brows. And that's kind of what got me into it. That's amazing. Well, if we ever go to North Carolina for AEW, I'm calling you. And we're- 100%. Yeah. I, I, I've, uh, Aubrey's already, I've talked, text Aubrey a few times here and there. She's like, I want that done. I was like, yeah. Hey, I mean, because I'm encouraging people to look on your IG because you you have a video of that going on. And it's, it's spectacular because it's so, it's maintenance free after you get it done. It's not like you go and get them, you know, 
wax and you need to go back in next week or the week oh. after that. I want it done. And I only trust you because some of these women I walk into here at Houston, I'm like, oh, you're you got to be careful. You, you, and that's one of those things you do have to be careful because then you could look like it's all it's, it's very you don't want a tattoo look. You want a natural look. And if you just take those take those strokes to there. And like I said, I mean, I'm traveling all over, all over. Like I like if I find out you guys are somewhere close and I come to Houston all the time, too. I'll take care of you. Like I'll get I'll get you right. We'll, we'll oh. hang out. We'll do what we need to do. I'll get you right. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so let's talk about something funny. So you work with a salon and with a bunch of women clients. You must hear the gossip meal at a high level there. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to the point, like I've done this for so long, like I kind of tune it out. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just those things now. Like when I talk to people, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, or I just agree with them and go on and don't pay any attention. I mean, because you're probably like a counselor to them too. I mean, it's like, I'm not really like that. Like I used to be, and like, I'm just past that point in my career where now I'm just got a little more straight up with them. So when they start talking about, you know, whatever, or or what's going on and whatnot, like I kind of tell them the guy's point of view. I make, I make, I try to have fun for my own (laughs) personal being now. I'm like, well, tell from a guy's point of view, you probably like shut them up, right? Like, oh, I don't want to hear oh, this. Oh, it's a big, it's a big difference. I, I'll tell them, I'm like, I'm like, you're really listening to what your girlfriend's telling you about that. Let me tell you what the guy's thinking. The guy is thinking this: quit talking so much, make him a sandwich, and take him to bed. That's the simple. It's as simple as that. <laughs> oh my gosh! We don't think any deeper than that. That's it. Anything you think deeper than that and your girlfriends will tell you is incorrect of what we're thinking. (laughs) Um, So Bradley, do you have a podcast called the tug of life? Yeah, it's called, it was called the tug life sessions. And, um, I did it, I did it mostly during a pandemic Uh and like, uh, like I had that, I had it going, like, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of a nerd. So I wanted to see what type of production value I could bring when I would type and hit buttons and what I could bring up on the screen and how I could do that's more of what it was. So I had a Sylvester Stallone's brother on there, Frank. I saw that guy from 98 degrees who was super cool. Like that guy's super cool. I've cut his hair a couple of times and um, just a few, a few other people here and there. I had, I actually had Lodi who was in WCW. He was on there. I just just picked random people up and would, would, would interview them and, like I said, I, I was bored during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, are you still doing it or is it something you don't have to I don't really, I don't really, I don't, honestly, I don't have to, but to, now that I've picked up these, these brows and doing other things, like I really don't have the time, especially during hair show season, my schedule's so, this week I'm doing this, this week I'm doing that. I got to text clients. I need to get clients, hair clients in and whatnot. And then I also want to spend time with my kids. Right. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Let's talk about wrestling because I didn't realize what a huge fan you were when you were on AEW heels. And then I started seeing, uh, actually I kind of knew a little bit because you had into windows of what you were saying during your, your session. But, um, I, I guess I kind of knew how big you were because you had the rock on your Instagram, a, yeah. like a picture of him. And then of course, when, uh, my good friend Scott Hall passed away, you did a tribute to him. Yeah. Uh, on one of the on one of your uh, hair show segments, you did yeah. like the video and came out like him, which is very good. I mean, yeah. you studied Scott Hall pretty well. You walk just like him. 
Well, I mean, the, the thing is too, is like, um, you know, I, and, and plus I don't, I don't like, I always feel weird when people jump on the bandwagon after somebody passes away or whatnot, but like, I was a Scott Hall fan, like from the mo, uh, not Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, like when yeah. Razor Ramon first showed up on WWE and he pushed that guy in the water fountain, I was like, that, was awesome. that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. And for that, that point on, I followed him. And it was strange because I would, um, I mean, I had a tattoo of Scott Hall back in the day. I had a razor, the ice cream bars that came out, I had a tattoo, but I covered it up because I didn't want to be like some 40-year-old guy on QVC with a tattoo of Razor Ramon on my on my shoulder. But so that I covered it cool. up. I know, I, I actually had a chance to show it to him because I'm somewhat friends with Diamond Dallas Page. So I was I was able to show it to him and whatnot. He was like, dude, that's the coolest shit. I mean, he was just cool every time I met him. But yeah, like career-wise, like I said, I've patterned my career. I've taught my kids. I've raised my kids on Razor, Scott Hall. Like he was just the epitome of cool. And like, I would say this, even if he wouldn't have, wouldn't have passed away or jumping on a bandwagon, like I had a buddy of mine that's like, yeah, man, I just ordered all these shirts from so-and-so. I was like, just, I was like, brother, I've had the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> I've had, uh, but that's the thing. I've had the shirts. I was legit. I was a real fan. And like, like I mean, that whole thing, that whole era of wrestling, like was, there was nothing better. I mean, even the WWF, like the minute they dropped that E on there, I was like. Yeah. It hadn't been the same. I mean, they they blew the invasion angle. That, well, I mean, they had so much cool stuff they could have done. I mean, I was so hyped up when they came, when NWO came to WWF, it just never worked out. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of personal stuff that goes on. Same in our industry. You go down to the bar after a show, you hang out, you've had energy on stage, and you're just like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> right? And you start doing yeah. stupid stuff. And, it, like, it, it's, it's probably ruined a lot of careers and whatnot. But, like, something about him, I was just always drawn to him and, just thought he was just, I mean, he was, he was the man. Like I, I remember in 11, in the 11th grade, I bought, I went to a, a New York, it was called New York jewelry. I got a gold chain and had a double edged razor blade. I was eating <laughs> at a restaurant on a date and the, the waiter comes up to me and said, Hey man, you do cocaine. I was like, no, why do you say that? He said, that razor blade you got. I was like, and I didn't think about it. I was like, no, brother, this is for Razor Ramon. <laughs> Did you ever walk around the toothpick as well? Steady, steady. <laughs> you, you had to do that. I mean, I had the whole, I had the whole thing down. Like, like, and like I said, even like I, I've been to award shows with hair events, and they'll introduce us coming out like, oh, someone says, I always surfed out like Razor, and they always do that like every yeah. time because my industry nobody knows about it. But I knew about it. And then when I would see the video, I was like, oh, I look fucking cool right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, if you could if you could pick one or two wrestlers that would that you would love to do a makeover on because maybe they look disgusting or because their hair is awful, which two would you pick that you'd want to do a makeover on? Today, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. Past I don't, or present, or whichever, I mean, if people that stand out to you that you just like, God, man, their hair sucks. I just want to cut their hair for them. Well, the early version of Shawn Michaels where he had that, <laughs> like, kicking mullet was cool. But but when he started to grow it out, it was hanging there. I was like, oh, that shit's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I mean, but but that was that's what you did back then was the mullet, right? The cool yeah. mullet. 
and that night when when we hung out, like Brian Pilt, Flying Brian was down there, or Brian Pillman Jr., his mullet was rocking, and it's yeah. coming back strong. I mean, his mullet is strong. He was super cool. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. And that also, what would you think about Adam uh, Page went or Hangman? What would you think about him? I, I saw a picture you of y'all what, together. You know what's funny is when I when I did the indie wrestling gigs, Adam Page was there every week, so I knew him. Wow, that's how small of a world it is. And and like when I saw him, it's like because I would go by the name Showcase. I had like Showcase. You remember how Mr. Perfect had his thing back in the yeah. day, Mr. Perfect in sequence. My mine says Showcase. And I would come out in the mic and talk shit. And he was like, bro, Showcase was the shit, dude. I was like, yeah, brother. I was like, do you even remember me? He's like, yes, I remember you. And like, we talked for a few minutes and it was cool because we we connect. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I think he thought I was going to walk out uh, walk out at Showcase. I don't know. But he was like, he was like, what are you doing here, man? I was like, he said, you live here? I said, no, nah, man, I'm in Greensboro. He's like, bro, I live in Greensboro. I was like, what? Like. It was just such a small world it is. that it was cool to talk to him. And like, like I said, I mean, he was starting out right then when, when, when we were doing that thing, but like, I would have probably continued with it. And then sometimes I wish I would have, but like, I was making so much money at QVC. I was like, I can't do, I, yeah. like I said, when I thought, when I talked to Jeff Jarrett that weekend, Jeff Jarrett was like him and Karen, I had left QVC. I was in the Philadelphia airport. And him and Karen were sitting in the uh, same terminal as me. And I remember kept looking. I was like, that girl, that lady looks familiar. And she's so pretty. Like, I, I remember yeah, looking at her lips. I, I look at beauty, of course. I was like, like, her lips just look flawless. And I, I'm not looking at it like in a weird way. I'm just like looking at it in a beauty way as a hairdresser. And she was like, were you on TV last night? I said, yeah. She was like, doing hair, right? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started talking to him. And I started talking to Jeff. He's like, look, man, I'm opening it up. And I told him I did the indie wrestling. Yeah. As far as like going out on the mic as commissioner or manager or whatever. Because I was like, I'm never going to get in the ring. I don't want to get hurt. You never know. And ruin my career, right? <laughs> so he was like, I'm opening a wrestling organization called Global Force Wrestling. If you want to come chat with us. And, and Karen, at that moment, she was like, you need that guy. You need that guy. He's good. It was weird. But like I said, I was at the point I was making amazing money. And I was like, I can't do this nonsense and bullshit. But then there's a part of me that's always like, dude, what if you would have done that? What if you would have, it was just a, it, like I said, and I think God plays in weird ways that he connects you with people that you're supposed to meet and supposed to be with. And yeah. sometimes you have to make decisions for your family or whatnot. What, be it responsible. Was just me. Yeah. <laughs> It's strange it, wow. and, it, and it's crazy, but yeah, Adam Page was there the whole time I was doing stuff. And that's what was cool. Was like, I was like, bro, dude, you went from Wentworth, North Carolina. You're the fucking champ now. Dog. Cowboy shit. Yeah. You are the man, brother. I was like, I'm so proud of you, man. I was like, if you need, you need a cut or you need anything, hit me up. I got you covered. <laughs> Cause I've never, I've never really gotten, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, oh you got to, like I've never really gotten starstruck by anyone. I mean, I've worked, I worked with Joan Rivers at QVC. I worked with Lisa Renna. Like uh -huh. I worked with all these people, people at QVC. So I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, when you really sit down and talk to people, they got the same issues as we got, yeah. and That's... the same, 
I mean, they probably are in a little bit better situation here and there, but deep down, they're just good people. And that's why when I, when I first spoke with you, it, I mean, I was like, Vicky's solid, man. Vicky's good people. <laughs> well, I was like, I can kick it Oh, it's just, you know, I mean, we, we just recognize that we're both in, you know, these, uh, these high exposure jobs, but you know, when I see you, it's just like, I'm going to be your friend forever. And we're just yeah. going to be able to laugh. And, you know, and when you come to Houston, we're going to, have to go have, I'll take you to my Mexican restaurant and we'll just have oh, some beers and just hang best. out. The best. And that's what it's all about. I'm like, listen, you want to drink a couple of beers and kick it? I'm down. And if you want to get trashed, I'm down. That's how I roll. <laughs> I'm like, thank it God for Lyft, right? Like, huh? Thank God for Lyft or Uber. Yeah, I'm like, as long as I have nothing to do the next right. day, I'm I'm all in. Let's, I let's hear you, here. brother. <laughs> I've always been that way, and and I was even telling a lady this weekend in New York. We were talking. I said, listen, all I need to ever do is put me in a situation where I can hang out and work the room a little bit and talk to people. I'm good. Like 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 I hung out with Matt Hardy a little bit that night. That dude was the man. Like he, like I got him to call Michael Ray. I said, Matt, you got to call my boy and talk shit to him, man. Tell him his song sucks. And then Matt was so cool. He was he's so cool. And he's from North Carolina. Yep. So me and him were talking about the Carolina Duke rivalry. So I mean, he was. Everybody was cool. That's the thing about it. It was, it was like a cool gig. Like it was. It's a really good group. And it sounded. I mean, once I was around them, I was like, this is the same type of thing we do when we're on the road just at a different level of yeah you know different audience it's a different audience yeah yeah have you ever thought about having your own reality show like uh have you ever met a tabitha kofi who yeah, yeah, had, yeah. oh yeah I, you know i used to love to watch her because she was such a good bitch and she was so calm and, and i loved her hair and i loved the way she dressed and i think about you like i was like i have to ask bradley like do you ever think about having your own reality show like that would be so cool yeah i mean i've met i've met her several times and she's not at all like that in real life really kind of, i'm telling you it's kind of like your persona like people come out like 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 when when i saw on the thing it said the queen of mean i was like that's not <laughs> vicky was the sweetest one you know what i'm saying it's that same thing she she did that show with a buddy of mine that it was called sheer genius and she was a bitch to this one guy and that just turned her into the bitch. But, yeah. but good for her. I mean, she's made some cash off that gig. Do you think I about mean, ever doing that for yourself? Not really. I mean, I like, like, I, I like, I, I like what I'm doing. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like I really, I really can say I enjoy my career. I'm, I'm really, really digging the Sproul situation right now, which is strange. Like I'm that's really it. digging it. I really feel like it's going to take me to places where I'm like. Cause I feel like I'm getting to that point where like, I don't like to do anything till I'm great. I feel like I'm really good at it right now. I don't want to do it. I don't want to start pushing. And I hadn't really pushed it even hard. That's why I'm not really putting a lot on my Instagram. I'm just doing that on stories. When I get great, it's over. I'm going to conquer the game. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm close. I'm close. Hey Bradley, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago? Some advice of what you know today. Oh, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. I would tell I would tell my younger self, like, like stay focused, hang around with more people that have been there and done that. Which I have always been pretty good at that. Like, like I've always hung out with those people that are experienced, that I've always felt knowledge is the most important thing in the world. Get off 
social media, quit trying to be so cool and do what, like, like, like let's just say just in general, if I wanted to be a wrestling manager, I would talk to you. You know what I'm saying? You've been there, done that. There's nothing you haven't seen that you, business-wise, corporate bullshit, yeah. the way the game works that you don't know. There's nothing that somebody can throw at you that you haven't been there, done that, and seen that. And that knowledge is priceless. And more people need to appreciate that knowledge and respect people that have been there because that makes all the difference in the world. Everyone I've ever worked with, like, and I feel like in my industry, I'm that guy. Now people come to me, I'm like, dude, like, I'll tell you, but the minute you start doing silly shit, I'm out. Yeah. Like, 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 like Wasting I'm their time, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep it 100% real with you. I don't care whether you like me or not. I got my friends, I got my kids, and I'm cool with what I got. So if you, I just soon us be cool. If not, I don't give a shit. But people like you that have been there, done that, like you have so much knowledge in what you've done, it's priceless. It's priceless. And and if younger wrestlers, younger talent take that and, and really believe that in their heart, they'll make it. If they don't, it's 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 bad news. And I'm telling you, and you can easily, I bet you look at people right now, you're like, Yeah. Eh, nah. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And so experience is key. Yeah, that's that's true. When is your next hair show? Where, where can people look at you next? That you're gonna we're be, gonna be in Chicago. At the, uh, we're gonna be in Chicago, and I think in two or three weeks. Okay. At that at the convention center there, I don't even know the name of it. City to city, you know, you forget and whatnot. But we'll be in Chicago in a couple of weeks. That's amazing. Um, and where can people find you on your social media or to even to make an appointment if they live in North Carolina to go see at your salon? The, be the best place is at Bradley Tuggle, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-T-U-G-G-L-E -E on Instagram, or just, you know, send me a message on there. I check it, you know, pretty steady and whatnot. And like I said, I mean, I travel around, like I got people in Houston, I got to go down there and do their brows soon. Like they, they were texting me at the hair show. They were like, oh. <coughs> 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 Vicky, I got you taken care of. I'm you're, lying. You're, I, and we're going to, we're going to have a great time in Houston. Let me tell you. You are top of the list. Oh. You're top of the list. I could tell when I first met you, I was like, she's good. I, I'm all about the good people thing, man. If I connect and I was like, she's good people, like, like you can just tell. Thank you. you can tell. I can tell when I first even looked at you and walked over, I was like, Vicky's the best. You look good down there with your, with your dress on. I was like, look at Vicky over here chilling. <laughs> but it was just cool. Like we had a good, I mean, even though it wasn't a long conversation, it was cool. And we connected. I was like, she, she's cool. She's good. I even... Called and told my brother, I was like, man, Vicky Guerrero is fucking cool, man. Oh, thank you, Brad. That's the thing about it is like, yeah, when I come down, I'm I'm hitting you up. We're going to hang. We'll do the brows. Then we'll start drinking after the brows. Yeah, that that's going to be fun. <laughs> Bradley, I just want to thank you so much for being on my show. You are just um, an inspiration. And I love everything that you're about. I love your energy. I love everything that you work for because it just make, keeps me going and empowers me to keep doing what I love to do. And I wish you so much success um, with your business, the brows, your family. And I cannot wait to see you in Houston or you never know, we might be somewhere in the United States or overseas and we're going to bump into each other. And but that's like, the thing, like I said, I mean, even if you guys, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, hit me up. Like, like I will. That's the, that's the thing with me. I never have a problem jumping in my car and going wherever. 
because that does nothing. And people need to take more risks and chances like that. If you get a little bit of opportunity, go check it out. See what it's about. Like, like, I mean, when I went down to the, to the AEW event, we sponsored the backstage team. A lot of the stuff was not really followed through with on what I thought it was going to be, but I mean, I still enjoyed the wrestling show and whatnot, but I still went down and checked it out to see what it was about. But like, I met you, which turned out great. I met a couple other people and it's, and it's just, it's cool. You never know if that much of an opportunity of a door open somewhere where you get to meet somebody new and somebody cool, take that chance and go meet them, go hang out with them. It's cool. Yeah, and we'll have to bring my girls and we'll just have, we'll just have you take care of everybody in the locker room. You, you let me know. And look, I got the squad. I got a good group of people that can, I'm telling you, Vicky. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you to the point where you're gonna walk out there, and they like you gonna own that audience <laughs> even more than you do now. I, I'm looking forward to it. Own it. But Bradley, I, I just <laughs> want to thank you so much. You are just a, the coolest guy ever, and I'm so ha happy to call you my friend. And um, I can't wait for my fans to hear the show and to just promote you. And I wish you so much success and love. Thank you so much. You're the best. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. We're gonna hang out soon, and we're gonna we're gonna tear whatever city down we're in.